Listening to the Talking Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And today's episode is a discussional podcast episode. We talk about the news that seems important to us, dive into our community, answer some great questions from from our community members, and then say goodbye. So, how was the week, Chris? Anything exciting in your last week? Hmm. In your last week? That sounds so dark. This is your last and final week. It's over now. Other than Diona and accidentally getting child, no, not really. That deserves some kind of explanation for those who don't know what that's from. <laughs> I got a child. <laughs> I got a child. Um, from Genshin Impact. Yes, Genshin Impact released their recent 1.1 update that fixed the entire game. Seems like it. Suddenly I've got tons of stuff everywhere that I've already cleared several times, which that seemed kind of odd. I like the new resin stuff. The condensed resin is like really cool. Of course, I did just go through all of my saved up resin things just to, because I just finally hit 45, so now I'm starting to farm for artifacts. And so I finally started doing co-op, and that's been an interesting ordeal. I didn't have too much problem. Like I said, there was only like one co-op group that I went with where it got really toxic really quick because they were fighting. For some, and this is one of the things where I was like, make the co-op better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... Like, I should be able to... He should be able to go to my world. Even though I'm now at world six, he should be able to come to my world. Like, I should be able to rank it down for him, and he just hang out in my world. I don't know why it should lock each other out. But anyways, and there should be things to do in somebody else's world. Like, have special co-op chests that pop up when you enter somebody's world, and you can actually open those, or give extra bonuses for helping them do bosses or something. Like, if I kill a boss for him... Maybe I get one experience book. Something. Just give me something. 20 Mora. Something. Rather than just... just. Well, I, I do it for Chris because it's just fun to kind of go in his world and and overpower bosses. And it's kind of fun just to hang out and do stuff in the game. But, like, there's no reason for me to go to somebody, some random person's world. And I know the only reason that other people are asking to come to my world that are completely random is because they want to steal my crap. Which, yeah. come on, that should not be a thing. That, like it, it literally de-incentivizes the idea of co-op. Like every time I see a random person pop up on top of my thing, I don't think, "Cool, let's hang out." I'm just a random person. Let me ha- let's hang out and talk. No, it's he's obviously coming to steal my crap. There's no other reason why he'd want to come here. Yeah, <laughs> and that's just really crummy that there's no reason to co-op, and the the and the co-op only offers 
griefing, essentially. That's that's all it's offering is griefing. Even when I do co-op at the domains, it has you do it outside. And I'm constantly watching people, like, figuring out, are they leaving here to go steal my crap as I'm trying to wait for other people to come? Because they can. They can run over and start stealing stuff. And with timers, that's a concern, <laughs> which is just, again, de-incentivizing. But, yeah, that was a... It's been a fun patch, but I think that's more because I just hit 45 and I'm starting to do artifact grinding, which is like gotcha hell all over again because technically you're you're spinning resin going in and wasting your time to get a possibility of a good drop. And then when you do get a good drop, you then have to roll on leveling it up, which wastes Mora and everything else that you have to waste the resources of other artifacts to waste in order to raise them. And you get nothing but defense and HP boosts because obviously it, there is no doubt in my mind that defense and HP is overly weighed on the stats increasing when they level. It's just no doubt. Like I, I, I haven't wrote it wrote it down, but I'm sure somebody has already done it where it, you can check every time you raise a certain stat, it will weigh to HP and defense. There's no doubt, it, and, which is frustrating because you'll get like a piece of gear that has like crit crit damage elemental and then defense and defense is the only thing that'll raise up it's 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 hard to explain um the what what andrew is talking about because my my automatic inclination if i'm thinking of it from a an outsider's perspective i would automatically go well it doesn't doesn't an mmo do the exact same thing yes technically the difference is in this this situation is you only have a finite amount of times that you can do this yeah it's not it's not a matter of, okay, once a week you go into a dungeon in a raid where you have a, a group of people who are pre-ordained as your team and you're going against a, a boss and you down that boss and one person gets an item. It's not quite the same because you are literally going up to this this tree in, in, in the, this, this particular d- dungeon petrified um, tree a petrified tree and then you're using the condensed resin which you only have did you say resin resin <laughs> i've only heard it say a resin so it's like it's raisin raisins you use your raisins on it um but you have only a finite amount of that you get roughly about 160 per day you know, a little bit more a little bit less depending on the 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 moon and cycle and everything like you get that. one resin every minute eight minutes and um the the problem is is that you only get a finite amount of those you can't really confirm or convert those to condense those are the the fragiles right no you your your regular whatever's in your current bucket of resin is what you can you turn into condensed resin okay so you're using that finite amount to make the condensed resin and after you (laughs) raisins um after you make that then you only have however many of those you can use to do that now take into consideration you have a you have basically an mmo raid uh loot table now, in that loot table, only one of the things is what you want. Now, yes, you are getting a whole slew of different things, but only one of them has a chance to get to the level that you want it at. Then, on top of that, you're hoping amongst all hopes, that, plus the fact that you've already got the 
let's say legendary status item, you get the legendary and then the stats that you want on that legendary. So yes, it's, it's a little bit frustrating because of the fact that how much time you're investing in it. Yeah, it is literally a, it's a multi-leveled randomization thing. So it's, it's not only, okay, so you, you go in the dungeon with the group or you go yourself, you have to fight a bunch of stuff. So that takes time. Then when you beat it, you go over to this tree you spend this energy resource that you get one point of every eight minutes, and it takes 20 of them. And at that point, you have a random chance of getting the one piece of gear that you need. Because with at my level 45, I only get one every time I do the tree. Sometimes, very rare, I've only had maybe twice, I got two items. So you usually get one golden item, which is a five star. There's a random chance it'll be the one that you want... Then when you pick it up, there's a random chance that it's going to even have the main stat that you want. Then there's a random chance that it's going to have the substats that you want. And then on top of that, when you level it, like say you, everything was perfect. It's like you, somehow you managed to get your main stat and your, your substats. Then you have a random chance as you're leveling it every four levels that it's going to get, it's going to either increase or add a stat that you want. That's so much randomization to get a possibility of a really good piece of gear. And I, I've I've not gotten a gear that I want with the stats that I want yet. And I've gotten probably, I don't know, yesterday I, I grinded it a lot with it. And yeah, I got maybe one that was a pretty good gear, but it wasn't even my my main set that I wanted. But I'm getting... I'm getting good enough gear right now that I'm getting all of my set bonuses, so that's that's fine. And then I can, from here, I can spend my daily daily resin to see if I can get a better piece that I can build on. So it's just a constant. It, it that but yeah, it's it has its mobile blood in it, which is the idea of giving you something that you're constantly going towards. And I understand that. I just wish it was less frustrating. <laughs> And less limited of your resources, because now now that I've used all my extra thingy majiggies for extra resin, I don't really have much fragile resin. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. He got he got child like what your first roll, first roll. I uh, seen I seen everybody rolling like either their first ten or second ten roll. They were getting child, and of course I I rolled all the way to pity, which I don't know. I think I probably rolled. 40 to 50 and gold popped. I was telling Chris um, in a text and like, I I was on my lunch break and I just like, eh, I'll, I, I'll just do some, I did my commissions and then I'm like, eh, I have like 200. No, I think I had literally 160 uh, gems to use on a roll. I'm like, oh, I'll just do a quick one roll. Went gold and I closed my eyes and after I heard the, you know, the chiming noises for the stars and everything, I opened my eyes and it was Chi Chi and I was like, yeah, I freaking yelled so loud and scared the fire out of all the dogs because I have been trying for Chi Chi for so long. I'm like, you know, screw Chi uh, Child. I don't know. Child is okay. He just he feels like he plays very weird and he does a lot of damage. I've seen him do a lot of damage, but he just the way he plays just seems like it's it requires too much thinking. I guess you have to consider like if you're going to melee. Only attack for so long, switch back out, otherwise you get locked out. It, it's very weird the way that he plays. It's it, it, it's funny because the I was actually I when I I went ahead and dropped money on the this the second time I've dropped money into this game. 
And uh, my intention was just to grab uh, Diana. Dion- Diana. We were all after Diana. And but let's just admit it. <laughs> Cute little Neko Lolly. We all were after. <laughs> I that was all I was after. And um, when I when I and he didn't get a Beidou. Like like Beidou's on the banner, and I've been wanting him to get a Beidou for forever because I know he's going to love Beidou if he ever gets Beidou. You're just cursed to never have Beidou. I will the the I didn't want to over. Get over overly zealous on on my pulls. So I literally, I was after her. I got child first first pull, which which like I said, that was just absolute fluke because I I wasn't up on the pity for for a five star at all. Um, so I I went ahead and just pushed it until I got Diona. If if I had gotten a Beru, I would have been happy, but I was after Diana. And so my intention now is to just go ahead and, and do my natural um, primo gems as they come in because that's what I normally do is I just – whenever I get 160, I just pop a, a, a wish. And that that's why you probably hear wishes coming from my room all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, you just rolling the money now. <laughs> so I that that's literally what I do. Any Anytime I get it, I, I pop a wish. And because I do like to stay on the single rolls anyway – I don't like doing ten pulls because I I like the the constant. Uh, that's something that just keeps me playing the game, and I I enjoy it. But the um, the funny thing is, is that when I when, literally I don't even think I was at my pity pull for the ten pull, and I got Diona, and and it's like I probably should have kept rolling honestly because I was probably on a on a good streak. But I I don't like pushing my luck at all. I really don't. Just just dump the money and go for it, and you'll get every character. <laughs> no, I was I was frustrated the other day because I hate. There's a new fight, of course, um, a new boss. I'm not sure if I'd want to spoil who it is. I'm sure people know who it is that are playing Genshin, but there's a new boss, and he's actually he's he's actually infuriating to fight. And I just tried to I I did him today just to get my weekly done on him, and I just absolutely hate that fight so much. So many instant death mechanics, and um. It's frustrating because he's got Gene, <laughs> and I wanted Gene for the longest time. And then when he finally pulled Gene, he's like, "I'm really sorry, man. I got Gene." I'm like, you know, at this point, I, I was already given up on her, so I'm like, I don't care. I've I've given up on her a long time ago, just like I gave up on Chi Chi at the time. And <laughs> I actually helped them through the the fight, and I got to play as Gene. I literally almost sold that fight with Gene. And I'm like, gosh, Gene's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, what's sad is that the only the one of the main uh, obviously because it's a, a Neko Lolly, I wanted Diana, but. One of the main reasons why I wanted Diona so bad was that she was a, a a healer. She was literally like I wouldn't say she's Chi Chi. She's no way, shape, or form close to Chi Chi, but she does have a heal and she has ice. And I've wanted both those aspects. And so I was like, okay, she's gonna fit my kit where I wanted Chi Chi for so long. And so it's sad that I finally got Dion. I got Diana, and then I rolled some more and I got Chi Chi because I'm like. Well, no, I don't need Diana anymore, and they don't synergize well in a party because they're both ice, and ice doesn't really give much besides if it if you freeze a target, get increased crit. Um, so that was a little frustrating. I'm like, well, I'll still use Diana in my second party in Abyss, possibly, but Chi-Chi's just too awesome, so <laughs> it's, it's hard not to use Chi-Chi. Diona, Diona is, is just too funny if, if 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 even if you don't play the game just go and watch some diona in action she is just too funny the way she plays yeah they they animated her really well i really enjoy it now i just need the 
the rock lolly, and then we have a full party of lollies. It's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. <laughs> but no, it's, it's been fun. Um, I'm really, in, I'm still enjoying the game a lot, and I, I, I've had days where I just did, like, my bare essentials, but then if, if there's ever a day that I'm just bored, there's plenty to do in there, even though, you know, there's a lot of people that believe there's not much to do in there. It's just, it's just all a matter of what you want to do, and so yeah, it's it's been a fun game. Besides my frustrations with the randomization of the artifacts and the lack of resin, is still it's still it's still technically an issue. But I think they've done a lot to improve the game with one point one, especially like the the percentage showing they have now, where you can actually see all the quests you've done. Um, the reputation stuff I think will be cool for a little bit. That'll hold us as well. The story stuff's getting better. Like, just visually, with the cutscenes and everything, more epic and grandiose. So, it, it seems like it's constantly taking steps forward. I just, I just think the biggest... Like, I would put away my issues with the resin. I would put away my issues with the artifacts. Because I see them both as a way of of slowing your progression purposely because they don't want you to run out of things to do. So, I understand why they're there. And yeah, the gotcha's terrible. It's its rates are terrible. Um, the costs for rolling with those terrible rates Way sucks. too high. All that stuff is terrible, of course, but they're also all things that either gotcha you can just not do, and the other stuff is obviously slowing you down on purpose. If I had one thing I would say they need to fix now, it would be it would be the co-op. Make a reason for co-op. Make it less punishing to bring people to your world and fearing they're going to steal your resources. If they take your resources when you're in your, in your world, make, it not, make them respawn when the person leaves. Like if somebody comes to your world and takes an ore... And you don't see it, and you're not there to pick it up. Let it respawn. Like it, it know it. When somebody hits a ore, it pops out stuff on their screen and on your screen, and you both can pick up those things. So if obviously, if I don't pick it up when he hits it, make it go back. <laughs> like is that is that that doesn't seem very difficult to me. So I, I think the co-op system needs to be improved and give people more reasons to co-op. And, that, and I think that's that's one of the biggest issues they have in the game right now. So. They have the co-op stuff coming out, I think, in two days. We'll see if that stuff's fun. Um, but yeah, and you get a free fishel, which is never bad. <laughs> Always good to get more officials. Yeah, the only thing that I would probably say is, it, like, like you were mentioning, the I I I wish these these gotcha companies, if, if, for lack of a better term, I, mobile game companies, I really do wish they would realize that they're pushing too hard on the we got to make a lot of money off of this really short term and realize that there's a goodwill play in there. And yes, there's, we, 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 we love the characters, obviously. I mean, that's why we're, we point out this character or that character and and this is my favorite character or that's his favorite character. So you do have that, that inherent goodwill there, but there's also the aspect of, if you just drain your customer of their money, which is kind of the point, um, try to, I, I almost want to say hide it a little bit better, but it's, it's so blatantly obvious when, when you're, you're talking about, you, you, you can go on and, and, and look at some of these where some, some of these people, this is my $1,000 pool. I mean, okay. Yeah, that's that's a problem. I mean, literally, especially if you get a, a kid in there, and that's that's one of the, the the reasons why these companies get such a bad rap is some kid will ask mom, "Hey, can I get uh, can I get this?" "Oh, sure, honey." And then f- 
five thousand uh, dollar um, bill later, she's like, "What the heck just happened here?" This is this is the crap that 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 causes the 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 bad rap that these companies have. It just just tone it down a smidge. I mean, you really it's it's people are gonna pull, especially like you've got the whole weapon system in there that's that's just absolutely absurd anyway. I mean, at least make it a little bit easier on the characters. <laughs> yeah, I would I would prefer if the weapons were on a different banner and that resource was actually farmable because I, I, it literally weapon banner just to say on the top, this is for whales. That, that literally is all the the only people that should be even touching that banner. Anybody that's just a free to play free, free to play player should not be touching those banners. I've always, or, I've always, or even dolphins. I don't even think it should be touched. I don't touch them. I've always looked at the the. I, if you're going to monetize something like this, it should absolutely be um, things that are um, cosmetic. I stand by that absolutely. I, I have no problems if you want the most super – I mean that, that's why I didn't really pitch a fit about um, uh, fairy tales um, cosmetic um, items on that, that game or, or any of the Atelier series. I have no problems. If you want to uh, monetize the, the cosmetics, I'm all for it. But if you're – making me pay for characters in particular does kind of bother me um pay to win stuff like uh purchase this super awesome uh, Deluke. uh god weapon yeah <laughs> Deluke. <laughs> that that does the most bug me. easy overpowered character Deluke. <laughs> that does bug me uh, otherwise i don't really have a problem with the gadget system has always been one that i've been a little bit mixed on mostly because Technically, you're paying for a a win in 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 a you're paying you're you're gambling for something. The problem is is that um in in a lot of cases like Andrew wanting Chichi, it's not it, he didn't want it for a cosmetic reason. Yes, it, the the ice lolly. I'm sure Andrew would like loved the ice idea of zombie the lolly. lolly. Yeah, but the the main reason he wanted it was for her healing ability which perfect, everybody perfect yeah perfect perfect kit fit basically and and so it, she's she's highly sought after on 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 the uh on anybody who's talking about it so it's 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 kind of one of those weird things i i would have liked her mostly because she would fit into my group of my team of lollies but that's outside of the realm of her yes she, she she is pretty awesome looking as far as I can tell, but that's outside of that. So it's, 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 it's weird. Gotcha systems. I, I, I'm always mixed on. I, I, I like them and I hate them at the same time. Most of, most of the reason I hate them is because I think that people are, char- that these companies are charging too much for the gotcha. Yeah. And I think, and it's funny because as much as it frustrates me with the, the rates versus the actual, um, unit it is nice to know that it actually has a pity system the the frustration of course from that point is that it's not a pity system that guarantees like there is a really good chance that if you roll on a character banner that has a character five-star character like child or clee or uh venti before that if you roll 90 times you are going to get a five star. I like that any banner you go to, that you're going to get a five star if you roll ninety rolls. Of course, you can get it before. Then there's been people that have reported that technically, when you get to about the seventies, it it has a really higher chance, like the rate boosts up. But 
with even with the the character banners, there's only a fifty percent chance you're going to get them. You can get something else. So I do like that there's a guarantee there, coming from playing Fate Grand Order, where you literally can go a thousand pulls and never get anything that even close to a five star. So that that it does that is at least a great thing about their system. But it still is a lot just to pull. So yeah. Yeah, still enjoying it. Still spending way too much time in it. Um, looking forward to more stuff. And then apparently have housing coming. Too. Have you looked at anything about the housing? I only heard a rumor of it. Just a rumor. And rumors are bad with this game. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away from the leaks and rumors. Oh, uh, I took everything with a gigantic. I, I've I even stopped looking at videos that say leak this because it's just yeah sure okay whatever going on to, moving on to the next video. It's just been it's been ripe with really bad stuff. So, anyways, that's Genshin, the Taku Spirit talk. Thank you all for watching or listening, and we hope you all enjoyed. Y'all take care. <laughs> um, other thing I really want to discuss before we get into the news, I was actually putting it later in the podcast, but I guess we can talk about it here before I forget. Um, usually every year around the December time frame, we have. Uh, changes in our schedule and we we try to work around typically vacation um usually every single year around december i would take a trip out to california and we would like pre-record stuff so that we don't really have any gaps in content and then we would have our idea of what we're going to get into right when we get back usually deliberations <laughs> uh for the entire year this year's gonna be a little different um and i i want to be really straight and forward with everybody very transparent with everybody with what's going on um i have decided to move to california so it's gonna be a little different <laughs> um i don't know i honestly to be completely honest i don't know what is really going to transpire when that happens because the issue that we're going to face when i get to california is that well chris is staying here so <laughs> obviously he's not going with me um, the issue I'm really going to face down there is that, uh, the place I'm staying at, they have crappy internet. So I don't really know how well, um, a recording is going to go. I don't know how busy I'm going to be when I get there. I don't even technically have a room that's a hundred percent set up. So I'm going to actually have to do a lot of work when I get there. So yeah, it, it's, I have, a, it's, there's a lot of uncertainty about what's going to happen in the coming weeks. It's going to start, um, I'm moving the first week of December, and I figure when I get down there, like I said, I'm going to have to probably spend a couple of weeks doing a lot of renovations and helping and getting moved and everything like that, getting settled. Um, I don't know how busy I'm going to be when I first get there, because um, I am going to help with some renovations, and I'm going to have to be looking for a job. I don't have a job yet, because <laughs> I'm that irresponsible. <laughs> Is my live, live midlife crisis, let me do what I want. Um, I've also actually considered the idea of possibly doing, trying content creation and uh, doing a lot of work to see if we can build a YouTube channel. There's a, there's so many things that I have in my head that I don't really know what we're going to do. Um, are we going to have, I, I imagine I'm going to believe probably a setup for Chris to record. Um, are we going to have him record on this end, record his audio us discuss through discord and then he send me what he has recorded and then we splice it together to make a podcast. I, I honestly don't really know. And that's, 
like I said, I'm I'm trying to be as, as transparent as possible because we do have people that do support us on Patreon. Um, so yeah, if if you do support us on Patreon and that makes you uneasy, by all means, please take yourself off of there. That, that's perfectly fine. Whoever has been supporting us for this long, we do appreciate. I just don't want people to to think that they're getting something that they're technically may not be getting. We do have a lot of content pre-recorded that even if we don't immediately start recording, you know, actual on the the date podcast to post up, I will have stuff that I can edit and post up in the meantime. So I will try to put together a bunch of stuff here soon to kind of fill in the gaps, just like we did every year. Whenever we I had vacation, we would fill, we would pre-record stuff to fill in the gaps. Um, and then, like I said, we'll try to keep people pu- uh, updated. I will probably definitely be posting on Twitter to let people know what's going on, but it's going to be a weird, <laughs> it's going to be a weird month. Um, I had thought about possibly next week, me and Chris get together and, and record a few things to, uh, to kind of fill in the gap as well. I'm, I'm sure we have tons of, we do have tons of, uh, questions that we haven't really get to in the discussionals. And I'm sure we can probably just do a, a mailbag episode just to, shoot the crap and answer questions which was perfectly fine as well so yeah the the youtube thing had crossed my mind as well i mean everybody's practically doing that anymore and right now as it is is doing the whole zoom call thing so i don't i don't see why it's impossible to do the youtube thing but i'm that's just one of those things that it's 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 really weird i mean we've been doing it for a long time and I'm not really ready to call it quits. Um, I want to do stuff, but at the same time, we, life does move, and, yeah. and, and and that's the frustrating thing. And yeah, I the the idea that you you were going to be able to uh, do anything for at least a couple months is 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 just kind of absurd. I mean, I knew that you were going to have to move, and, and he hasn't asked me on. a single question about this, by the way. Like, <laughs> like literally, us talking about it on this podcast is the first time we've actually discussed it. Like, I've been, I've been asked a ton of questions by our mom. Uh, she's like, well, what are you going to do about that, that podcast thing you guys do? She, I, I, she keeps asking she me too. Calls it, he always calls it, she always calls it something weird. Like, what are you guys going to do about that, uh, Otiki thing or something like that? Otiki like, thing. What are, you, what are you talking about? The, the recording that you and, you and Chris do. I'm like, oh, uh, well, I haven't really thought about it. I mean, it's well, like you said, it, it, the, it is stressful because I honestly, I quit my job and didn't even think second about it. Like, oh, I didn't quit. I, I gave them three total weeks in order to train somebody new. I gave them everything they needed. Um, I wasn't stressed out about that. Like, I was perfectly fine with walking away from the job. Um, I know it sounds irresponsible to a lot of people because right now it's a very uncertain t- the, the uncertain times. I love that, that phrase that I have absolutely very sick of hearing. time right now, Andrew. <laughs> I'm very sick of hearing that term. But it, it it's, it's a questionable time right now. <laughs> and... And yeah, I mean, I could go over there and there'd be no jobs. I I I've, I see otherwise because there's a lot of openings for my particular position um, on different services that I've actually looked at. Um, and if, even if anything fails, I mean, I'll, I'll find something to do. I'm a person that will – I'm not going to sit down and not do anything. And that's what I meant about the whole idea of like, yeah, there was a couple of options in my head was like one of the I, – I don't – again, crappy internet over there. So I doubt I'm going to do live streaming of video content. That's an impossibility, I would, I would assure you. Um, I mean, we've, we've had discussions with our brother over uh, Discord, and his audio just is not great. So add video in with it is not going to turn out very well. 
Um, but you know, pre-recording, I do have a camera and I can pre-record and, and upload overnight, stuff like that. I have thought of, you know, would we ex- just try to work with what we have, which is, yeah, do pre-recorded stuff and upload on YouTube and build our YouTube channel. Um, I've thought about the fact that, uh, do I want to remove all the stuff from our, um, our hosting service and put them on YouTube so that it's on YouTube instead of on there. That right way, uh, where there's no issues with, you know, cause we've had issues here. I've had an increased amount of people that have said that they don't, they can't get our podcast through their podcast app. And I am pretty sure at this point that what that is, is because we're on a pretty cheap dom- uh, hosting site that does not, you know, account for anywhere from twenty to you know, ten to twenty thousand people hitting at the same time. It's just they don't. It's not for that. So I have thought about just moving all that stuff to YouTube and just killing the 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 uh, hosting and then just having everybody listen to our podcast. I am really curious how many people actually would be fine with it being on YouTube. And like I said, there's a, there's just a million. Th- possibilities in my head that it's not even funny being in california i'd be more closer to to going to crunchy rolls expos if they have any more ever again um there's a lot more access to things that i have there um yeah there, there's a thought process there of of trying to to make a taco spirit a thing where i would be able to support myself through it um maybe maybe i'll go to california to go to one of those expos yeah yeah mm-hmm. Just a lot of lot of lot of uncertainty, but at the same time, I'm excited for where I'm going personally. Um, obviously, there's a concern about what it means for Otaku Spirit going forward. Um, like I said, I'm going to do everything I can to keep us having our pre-recorded content up there until something is fully decided. Um, but yeah, I just like I said, I want to I want to get everybody in the loop on it, full transparency. I will post on the um our patreon page so that the people on there that maybe if they didn't catch this yet will know um because like i said i want to ma- i want to make sure that everybody is fully aware of it we have yeah like you said we've been we've been doing this podcast for a long time or i mean we're like we're, we're, we're getting close to 600 episodes and pretty good portion of that is weekly so it was inevitable that eventually something was going to change how we function i but I, my goal is to not make that stop what we do because I do love our community. I, I love the people that we have spoken to over the past, the connections it's made for us. I really do appreciate the support that people give us long, this long. Uh, I love anime still. I will always love. I mean, that was, that was a thing like this week when we were watching a couple of shows, I mean, we're watching, you know, Akadama drive and, um, several other shows where I was just, like man this is why i love anime this is just so much fun to watch this and i don't really want to give up this granted i think i will be more busy over there i still love anime so i just hate the fact that effectively no matter how you look at it the shows are going to slow down because i mean between uh you being busy and i'll i'll be focusing more on my mom no matter i mean i've already i had already decided that for this year anyway and that that kind of didn't work out as much as i wanted it to but that that's going to be more my focus because she's here and andrew's not so 
that's naturally going to happen. Yeah. Uh, the, the, I think the only thing that we really lose, even if we do get together and do a podcast on a weekly basis, it is – I do hate the idea that we don't watch shows together. That is going to yeah. be really sucky because I have enjoyed the times we're watching a show and we just both get a kick out of something or – or we're possibly bored with a, sh- a particular show that we're trying to give it some kind of credit, and then we just find something stupid to laugh about with it, like the telescope, <laughs> the mis- the telescope that keeps appearing and disappearing in a certain show. <laughs> in Search of Lost Future, was that what that one was? I think so. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, I will, I will try to keep people posted, um, but it's gonna be an in- it's gonna be an interesting at least next four weeks or so. So. But yeah, with that said, <laughs> we should probably jump in the news. That should be important to you. Because it's important unless you had anything else to add to it. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, the news that seems important to us, that should be important to you because it's important to us, because it's important to you. Uh, Seven Seas launches a new airship imprint that focuses on light novels and prose novels. I have never heard of a prose novel until now. Is it a prose or is it prose? Is that French? Francais? I don't know. You don't know. Okay, good. So I'm the only one. <laughs> Never heard of such a thing. Uh, Jason DeAngelis also added from Seven Seas that they uh, they are slated to have publishing light novels for – they have been uh, posting light novels for at least 14 years now. And their light novel section has actually accounted for nearly 25% of their yearly titles. So they're just kind of finally starting to move to have it on their own uh, label. So, of course, they had Seven Seas. Then they recently added Ghost Ship, which was for their kind of rogue-type stuff. And then now they have Airship for their specifically night light novels. So Maybe it's a horrible translation of peruse. Maybe. For your perusal? No. You know the word I'm talking about? Yeah. But no, I don't think that's it. I, 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 I know I what a assume. prose novel is now because I actually looked it up, but not... <laughs> I've never heard of it before. (laughs) I've never heard of it either. So, yeah, good on them. Expanding their labels to more labels, I guess. Well, what is it? It's like a a run-on thought process or something like that. Like a a series of thought processes in a novel. Um, Oh, prose novel. Form of written or spoken language that usually exhibits a natural flow of speech and grammatical structure. An exception is the narrative device stream of consciousness. So the way I write. It's Latin. <laughs> there you go. I knew it was Latin. It's probably prose then. I don't know. That's not Latin. Anyways, before I embarrass myself more. Attack on Titan. Manga creator Hajime Isayama. Has stated that the manga is at is one to two percent from completion. I literally thought that they have already talked about him writing like drawing his last panel, and yet they're not done yet. Still, apparently, I I don't know what to think of this <laughs> this manga anymore. <laughs> I thought he said he was in his last the last chapters. I don't remember him actually saying he drew the last. Panel. Well, no, he was on a it was a documentary that they recorded, and when they were recording it, he was. In his studio, and they said that he was drawing the last panel. Um, I don't know if it was the last panel of that volume, and maybe everybody misconstrued it. I, or he could have just been doing a rough draft, and he's still working on everything between then. <laughs> Who knows? 
I know that it was it was getting pretty crazy with the recent one that I read, so um, it it obviously is getting to the point where it needs to come to a conclusion based on what's what I've gotten to so far. Uh, it definitely seems like a climax of the story. So yeah, I don't I, I don't I don't <laughs> I don't know what to think of that manga anymore. I don't I understand where he's going, but yeah, I haven't I haven't read it since when we last talked about it. So. Last time when I was asking you how far you got because it was a spoiler that I wanted to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. When we were losing track of time frames. But yeah, he's aiming to end the manga in 2020. So apparently it's supposed to be done this year. So we'll see. Maybe in the December volume that'll be completed. I'm sure he wants to move on. He probably was not expecting it to get as big as it did. And sometimes that, that causes causes frustrations i'm sure yeah it really sucks because it's I've, I've said this several times before that the the anime adaptation is 100 times better than the manga and that's mainly because they cut out so much of the fat that he put into it and i think that's fat that he put into it because they were wanting it to run so long i don't know that's just my speculation i don't know that for sure but um Kodansha also announced that the manga is set to get a full-color serialization in the magazine, too. So uh, even when he's done, they will still probably force him to color everything. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I thought I was done. I was done. They're like, get the coloring. (laughs) Uh, At least that's one of those things that they'll probably just have somebody else do it with him telling them what to do. That's supposed to be red. No, that's green. Okay, good. I can go ahead. I can go to bed now. I can actually get some sleep. <laughs> so I guess uh, congratulations, Hajime uh, Isayama, on your hopefully completion. And hopefully you can move on to other things. <laughs> we'll see, though. It might turn into Attack on Titan, the new, the new generation or something. You never know. Right. Well, it's such a weird... Uh concept for attack on titan i mean it was a it was a brilliant idea but it was so out of the box and that's that's what makes good good stories is is out of the box thinking and and since he's already proven he can think out of the box hopefully he can do it again um without too much pressure i think that 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 tends to break people too so yeah no, sadly it's one of those stories where a lot of my interest in that show was the intrigue of it. Like, what is these Titans and where does it come from and how is this triggered and how did this happen to this character? And, but as things like got like, like the basement thing, it's like, as things got kind of unpacked, you're like, yeah, that's kind of cool, but Oh, why are we making this into 50 more volumes? You could have just revealed it and be done with it. Oh, well, that's fine. We'll, We'll go with this. We'll go down the path you're going. But like I said, that's that's why I like the anime so much. So it gets redeemed, at least in the adaptation, and uh, kind of condensed down in a lot of the extremely prevalent walls of text that he manages to create get kind of cut down to size. So, yeah. All right, yep, yep. Moving on, we have uh, Soko Musume Senki TV anime is set to premiere on January 6th, according to DMN Pictures. Uh, they have released a new trailer. Cast and a key visual was posted for it. And this looks like another girls in mecha suits, body armor things. What would you call them? What, what are they called? Uh, just mecha suits. 
I think there's mecha suits. We'll go with mecha suits. <laughs> Body suits. Body suits, yeah. So yeah, it's kind of an offshoot of the little Battlers Experience franchise. And um, yeah, like I said, they're looking to launch in January 6th. So if you're a big fan of the cute girls in mecha outfit, body armors, fighting bad guys, definitely look forward to that. A lot of CGI in it, though. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm too too much a fan with how much CGI is in the trailer already. That's usually a bad sign when they're when they're comfortable with showing CGI in the trailer. A kind of interesting bit of news: uh, Sword Art Online progressive light novel adaptation has been revealed to be a film, not a TV series, Uh-oh. and they're going to be opening it in 2021. Uh, they have released a new trailer, uh, which is available on Sao underscore Anime Twitter account that you can check out. Kind of cut up, shows a couple scenes, mostly from the perspective of Asuna, which is kind of cool. Um, which I think is supposed to be, uh, you know, part of that whole thing is giving more perspective of her as well. Um, as we kind of mentioned before, it does seem like it is a full kind of retelling of the original Sword Online arc, but more focusing on the progression. Whether you know the original uh, light novel kind of skipped a lot of floors and just kind of jumped to the end. So I'm a little bit bummed out that it is a film. We kind of more bummed because that because. That usually means it's going to take longer to get to us over in the West, but at the same time, do keep in mind that usually when they do these movies, they end up kind of splicing them up into TV series as well. So we'll never know. It might, it might actually they might actually turn it into a TV series in the end, but um, it because uh, that's I guess the the frustrating thing is it seems like that would be the whole selling point that I felt with the idea of the progressive light novel was that it was more in depth to that progress. And so I thought it was going to be a longer thing. So I don't know if this, this movie is going to be like a first part of it. Um, it has a subtitle of the Aria of the night without stars. So I'm curious if it's going to be like here, this movie would be, you know, the first 10 floors and then, the next movie would be the next fours. I don't know how progressive itself works. I just know that I've told that it actually goes in more details of the progression of the of the floors. So that seems odd either way. So yeah, we'll see. Though. I mean, I thought it was a a floor per per book. So I mean, that would have covered it for what it eighty eighty books at least. <laughs> I haven't actually looked to see how many novel or how many volumes the progressive is well how many floors did they do mm. didn't he skip the last 20 floors i think so i think it was so. either 70 or 80 that they had gotten to before they met him so i think so because he kind of he kind of messed up the whole situation by figuring out the guy's identity so it uh it's been a while <laughs> it's been a while where's progressive there's progressive they got six volumes already None of them really kind of point out a floor or anything. Just there's kind of titles to them. Yeah, and the first volume is actually Arya, the Starless Knight, um, without stars. So that technically means that the movie is titled the uh, the first volume. So that might be a sign that it's going to be, again, multiple movies for each of these volumes. So it's not going to be one movie to rush through the entire progressive or anything. So that gives me a little more hope there. Again, though, hate that it's a movie because it takes longer to get to here. 
but it is what it is. They feel it. That, and that's the thing. I kind of like the idea that if they think that it fits well inside of a movie. Technically, it's a good thing rather than trying to drag it out for an entire TV series. So, Square Enix publisher has announced its launch of a new light novel labeled light novel label uh, titled SQEX Novel in Japan. This is specifically Japan, by the way. <laughs> specifically Japan. But I know that that does mean quite a few things to the publishing sphere, so keep that in mind. It's really the reason for the uh, going through this. But they have already listed out their first nine light novels. The first two are actually were previously, or the first three were pro- uh, previously published by Earth Entertainment, which includes Earthstar Entertainment, which includes Didn't I Say to Make My Abilities Average in the Next Life, Reincarnated as an Dragon's Egg, Let's Aim to Be the Strongest, and the last one is Der Wolf, Der Werewolf, <laughs> Der Werewolf, <laughs> The Annals of Vite. So, apparently those are all being moved over to SQEX Novel. Uh, the other ones I got are, uh, these are crazy titles. Uh, I was banished from my adventurer party, but I'm happy they left without me. So, oh great holy woman, would it be so bad to be pursued by you? White novel. I have entered the route of being doted on by the villainous question mark novel. With the all-powerful rural development cheat, I've, I live an easy, slow life. Yes, it's a village. So what? Question mark novel. Boredom-hating, ceiling user in prison, my occasional roommate is an old man who is the only ceiling user in the world, so to kill time, I became his apprentice novel. (laughs) The party's gopher, support member, longs to be banished. Banishment is now the current fad, but my party members overestimate my value and won't let me go novel. (laughs) These stupid titles. When four people who have uh, negative skills gather and their synergy creates the strongest party novel. Negative skills gather and make their synergy to create the strongest power. (laughs) That one sounds fascinating. <laughs> Negative powers negate each other and make positive. Oh, that's the worst one, though. Boredom hating ceiling user in prison. In prison, my occasional roommate is an old man who is o- the, the only c- ceiling user in the world. So to kill time, I became his apprentice. Like, I, I understand why they do it. There's like this whole thing about, you know making your title really huge so that they stand out in listings and but we don't need an entire synopsis in the dang thing <laughs> there was one show that we were we were that got an adaptation here recently where it was like it felt like the title being the way it is which is literally a again no joke a synopsis of literally the thing that when that kind of gets either i, I guess no longer relevant to the story. It's like now you have this title that's co- that's completely out of the, the norm for what you're doing. But I forget which one it was. Yeah, crazy. I guess I guess uh, Square Enix has decided to jump into 
the the novel title competitions in there. They're going they're going swinging. Wrath of Bat. I I don't know why they got this this one right here that was only like two lines of text, but you know they have to get some that are a little bit shorter, I guess. Anyways. Interesting stuff, interesting stuff. Next we have is The Promised Neverland. Promised Neverland and uh, The Promised Neverland's second season has now finally gotten a January 7 premiere date. And a new teaser has been released with some, not very much footage, but <laughs> it's something. There's there's like two stills in that entire thing that show some, some scenes from the second season. So um, we could take, we have to take what we can get. So uh, go searching out there to see if you can find that. But uh, I'm, I'm I'm super excited. I really enjoy the first season, and I really cannot wait for the second season. Again, this is one of those other things where when we talk about the whole changes that are going to come here in the next month, these are the kind of things that remind me that I really don't want to get out of anime in the end. It's, it's something that I love, and this is stuff that I'm ex- still super excited about to keep on. So, Like the next one, which is Beastars. <laughs> Beastars' second season also got a... Announcement trailer, or a debut date trailer. Well, let me correct this. Let me let me take a step back. Let, let's start over from the beginning. Beastars second season got a January fifth premiere date in Japan, and uh, we got an English trailer, which does pretty much mostly just show clips of the first season. But there's a lot in there of the second season. So definitely go check that out if you are okay with some possible spoilers about what's coming up next. You don't mind seeing trailers like that. Well, that was a spoiler. So, um, <laughs> spoiler for those that haven't watched first seasons or what? No, uh, for us, things that we were curious about. Oh, you know that wasn't you know that wasn't a thing. Oh, I sure. Uh, well, we wondered about it. But anyways, <laughs> the trailer for the English just says 2021. So yeah, don't don't expect that anybody outside of Japan is getting it on January 5th. Just that's what I want to make sure people know. Um this is an announcement by Fuji TV for January 5th for Japan and everybody else is probably going to be waiting probably a couple months from that point to actually get it outside of Japan, so I would love to know how Rattlesnake is that big. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. Anyways, Cool stuff. Cool stuff. Let's see. Farewell, my dear Kramer manga is ending in December. This was announced in the Kodansha's monthly Shonen magazine. And uh, for those who don't remember, uh, Farewell, my dear Kramer is the manga that was done by Awakawa Naoshi, who, of course, did the Euroline April manga. So, for those who are keeping up with that, look forward to the conclusion of that one, I guess. Um... I will stay away from it. <laughs> Actually, no, I, I do want to. I do want to read that one, but um, we'll see. We'll see if that's something I can get around to. I think somebody has picked it up. Mm, Kodansha Comics, yeah, Kodansha Comics has it. So cool stuff. Cool stuff. Bottom tier character Tomozaki TV anime reveals a January eighth debut. And they've also revealed a visual with some of the characters from the show. So check that out if you're looking for that. But yeah, if you're looking for that particular show, which we talked about a couple times, uh, look forward to, again, the January premiere on it. 
doesn't remember, it's uh, about Tomozaki is one of the best gamers in Japan. And his opinion, the game of real life is one of the worst. No clear-cut rules for success, horribly balanced, and nothing makes sense. Mm-hmm. But then he meets a gamer who just as who is just as good as him, and she offers to teach him a few exploits. What? She's going to exploit the world. Hacker. Bad stuff. Stay away from that stuff. It gets you banned from the world. It's not good. You get thrown in jail. You, you don't want to be banned <laughs> from the world. You get banned from the world. High Dive is set to stream Fragtime anime with both subs and dubs, so our dub listeners can enjoy Fragtime. I always thought this was about, like, a video game. Like, fragging people. Like, shooting them. Video game. Um, but no. <laughs> it's the time-stopping Yuri manga centered around a high school student. Fragments of time, Mizuzu. Andrew. Yeah, Come yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Mizuzu has the power to stop time for three minutes a day. One day, she used that power to peek up the skirt of her class. We have actually talked about this one before, so I don't know why I forgot about it already. Uh, the beautiful Haruka. Uh, but the but the power, for some reason, did not work for Haruka. And Haruka finds out Mizuzu's secret. that She likes the girl's panties. Obviously. But yeah. If you're looking for some Yuri action, check that one out. Yeah, she... I totally forgot that I had a high dive <laughs> subscription until today. And I was like, okay, I need to unsub that. I haven't actually gone there forever. Oh, uh, they haven't really been getting titles these seasons. So I haven't really had a need to go look at there, but I guess I can use the sub that they charged me for to go watch frag time. Now, I guess should probably do that. So I don't think it's a video game show. Uh, Media Blasters have announced they are no longer doing DVD on demand system that using the DVD man, on demand system starting 2021. Uh, this change was due to drop in sales of DVD DVD format and an increase of incidents of DVDs being reported as inauthentic on the marketplace in on certain marketplaces such as Amazon. Uh, they will continue to do a, a limited number of DVD format uh, productions uh, presses. Uh, they also said they urge customers to forego buying DVDs if they are concerned about authentic- authenticity uh, and assures refunds and exchanges for those who are unhappy with their purchases. Uh, they also stated on Twitter they are considering moving to Blu-ray-only productions and getting away from DVDs. So, it's like another DVD seller is moving away from that stuff, which is, uh, I don't know, I, I, I am really curious about the... The DVD format. I know there is a lot of people that are just kind of still on, still kind of prefer prefer that and haven't really moved on to Blu-rays. And I'm curious to see, obviously from this account, we are getting an insight, at least from Media Blasters themselves, that they are seeing a, a reduction in call for it, or at least sales for it. But I mean, I'm curious if the market for DVDs is kind of moving away. Because I know Sentai, was it Sentai, Sentai Filmworks? a year or two ago, moved away from it. So it seems like a lot of the companies are kind of stepping away from DVDs, which I would prefer just because I think that it, it, cause I don't, I don't buy DVDs anymore. And every time I see a show that it only has a DVD, which I think the last time that really happened was server next service. That was the last time I really ran into a, a show where I'm like, I want the show a lot. And it was only DVD. And I was like, why, <laughs> why is this a thing? So I don't really run into it much, but I don't. I want. I'm curious if any of our listeners actually still use DVDs. I honestly don't see 
maybe there's a benefit that somebody a hardcore out there says that there is in DVDs, but I don't I don't see the benefit anymore. That's that's just me. If anything, do I like the Blu-ray SDs if there's no high quality version of the actual show. So, yep. I just had I've had too many issues with DVDs. I guess that's the thing. <laughs> DVD scratches and stuff. I like the durability of Blu-rays. Anyways, next one we have is let's make a mug to TV anime promo. Uh, revealed a April 2021 debut, and this is posted on their official website. If you don't know what this show is, it's going to be about the city of uh, Tajimi, located in the southern part of Gifu Prefecture, Japan, is famous for Mino earth and earthenware. Uh, the city is doted with historical pottery, uh, producers, and ceramic art museums. Uh, it is a f- it has uh, facilities where you can try your hand at making pottery. And many restaurants that serve food in uh, on minnowware uh, dishes. The story begins when a high school girl moves to Shopping Street in Tanjimi. Uh, many encounters wait her friends, town folk, ceramic art, etc. What will she discover in town famous for ceramic? Probably pot making. So, there you go. Friendship. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> Friendship, obvious. Sorry. Friendship and pottery. There you go. Or friendship and pot, I guess is the other thing. Yeah. Who said anything about pot? They're making pots. Are you are you, are you oh okay. Pot. What are you what, where's your mind at? Pot. You're the one who said it. So Friendship and pot. Pot. You don't say friendships and pots. Friendships and pot. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Don't toy with me, Miss Nagatoro. Anime is going to be debuting in spring 2021. They have released some of the seiyus that are going to be on the show itself. I don't recognize any offhand. Who's going to be... Yeah, I don't recognize any of them. Going to be at Telecom Animation Film. Um, but yeah, look at, look at actually looking forward to that one. I guess that kind of goes in that same realm as a lot of these, you know... Um, What's her face? Wants Takashi. To Takashi. Teasing Master Takagi-san. Oh, Takagi-san. Yeah, that's Takagi. that's another one of them. Yeah, a lot of these little shows with a cute girl that bugs the hell out of some main character. Be a lot of fun. She looks cute. So looking forward to that one. I thought it would be a January one though. I don't know why I was thinking it was a January one, but spring. So spring it is. David Productions uh, set to produce Misaki no Mauiga. Film based on Sachiko Kashiwaba's novel. Uh, the English title is The Abandoned House by the Cape. It's going to be debuting in 2021. The story centers around a traditional Japanese house named Mayoiga, uh, named after the Japanese folk concept of an abandoned yet well kept home, um, from where one can see the sea and feel the touch of the warmth of the nostalgia. Here, a 17-year-old girl who is trying to find her place in the world begins a new life with people completely unrelated to her. So, seems like a nice little slice-of-life film that could possibly have some solid storytelling there. We'll, we'll see. I've never been the bestest of allies of David Production, and people probably hate me for that, but... Uh, films usually take the, you know, bring out the best of animators and... Um, 
I admittedly have not really watched any JoJo's, so I can't give any comment there. So we'll see. We'll see what they pull off with that one. They apparently they have the director that did Nanabiori, uh, Shia Kawasura, which is a huge positive in my opinion, because uh, I think uh, Nanabiori definitely does pull off kind of that you know out in the sticks kind of feel of of storytelling, so atmosphere and all that kind of stuff. And apparently, Violet Evergarden's Riko, Reiko uh, Yoshida is going to be pinning the script. So, Cool stuff. Cool stuff. Definitely got to keep an eye out for that one. Some sad news in the world of manga. Uh, Super HX Arrow is set to uh, enter its final arc with the 11th volume. So, here's to all the, the big fans of HX Arrows. It's going to come to an end. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, apparently, they will be uh, bundling a an original Blu-ray anime in with the 11th volume as well, so keep an eye out for that. We should look that up and see how it how the art is in that. Yeah, yeah. The art. The art. The art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the articles, obviously. The articles. You're supposed to see the articles. No, I'm, I'm, I'm flat Not out saying arts. I'm going for the, the art. art. Yeah, <laughs> the art. We talked about this Shadow House, or Shadow House here recently. Um... That was getting a TV adaptation. Apparently, they have announced that the uh, studio that we're working on it is Cloverworks. So, keep an eye out for that one. Again, that one the, is the one about uh, set in a western style mansion on a cliff that centers on uh, centers the aristocratic, faceless shadow family. They live together with a lifelike doll attendants who serve uh, as their faces. The story focuses on the daily lives of the house's in- inhabitants and gradually reveals its mysteries. So. Got the goth stuff going on. Yep, 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 yep. Cool stuff, cool stuff, cool stuff. Noitamina! Noitamina's back! <laughs> Feels like we don't talk about Noitamina anymore. Well, they're doing uh, the samurai, aren't they? Mm, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they're doing the samurai this season. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, David, uh, Noitabana revealed a new male gymnast anime that's set to premiere in April 2021. Uh, it's an original anime titled Bakuten, which is essentially backflip. Bakuten Rhythmic Gymnastics. The anime is set in uh, Miyagi Prefecture, uh, Iwanuma City, and centers on the high school student, high school Rhythmic Gymnast Team. Uh, the anime follows Shotaro Futaba, who is fascinated by gymnastics after seeing it in his third year at middle school and joins the Rhythmic Gymnastics Team of his new high school, uh, school Shokukan, uh, Shoshukan High School, named Ao Hai. Uh, he and his friends and uh, with his schoolmate Ryumo, Ryuyo, Ryuya, Ryuyoya, Ryuyoya, I don't know why I can't say that, Ryuya Misato, uh, who earned fame for as a gymnast during middle school. So, if you're a big fan of gymnastics, I, I've always enjoyed gymnastics. So, that one's kind of a possibly interesting one for me. I think I've had a couple times where we've discussed the idea of shows that haven't, or sports that haven't been done before, and that was definitely one of them. Uh, of course, I would prefer cute girls doing it instead, but <laughs> we'll see with the boys. Uh, some of them look like girls, so it's fine, I guess. 
Big news this week. Uh, Discotech announced they will release Lupin the Third Castle of Cagliostro on 4K Ultra HD. But even the bigger news is that they will also be releasing Kiss X Sis OVA, including all 12 episodes with JP audio and English subtitles on Blu-ray. So yes, Kiss X Sis will get a release. In 1080p. I don't know. Yeah, it is 1080p. You are correct. You are correct. They have confirmed it will be indeed 1080. No SD. definition 1080p. (laughs) No SD Blu-ray. No 720. Not 1440. No, we're doing 1080. So good stuff there. I want to know what their 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 synopsis is. They have Keita is studying hard for high school ex- entrance exams, but his two beautiful elder twin stepsisters are a constant distractions. Though they mean well, <laughs> though they mean well, <laughs> Ako and Rico are extremely sexual, assertive, and interested in Keita. At first, his uh, he fends them off, but little by little, with each kiss, Keita becomes close to both twins until a forbidden love triangle develops. Will taboo-breaking love bloom between them, between the two of them, or will Keita at least get into high school? It's not that bad. It's just, it's just etchy. It's just etchy. Just etchy. Extremely etchy. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Big news. Big, big news. Big, big news. All right. What studios is to animate Susuke Toka's King Ranking uh, manga? Set to premiere on October of 2021. They have released a new visual for, uh, that is for the actual title. The synopsis they have for it uh, for the mud manga uh, centers around uh, Boji a deaf, powerless prince who cannot even wield a children's sword. As the firstborn son, he strives hard uh, hard and dreams of becoming the world's greatest king. However, people mutter about him behind his back as a good-for-nothing prince and know, and say that they know way that he can become king. Uh, Boji is able to make his first-ever friend, Keiji, um... A literal shadow of the ground who someone under, somehow understands Boji well. Uh, Keiji is a survivor of the Cage assassin clan uh, that was wiped out. No longer a killer. Cage, uh, I guess it's Cage. Maybe probably pronounced Keiji in the show. Kage. Kage? Kage now makes ends meet by stealing. The story follows Boji uh, becoming of, coming of age and he meets various people in his life. Starting with his faithful, fateful encounter with Kage. So, there you go. Which that I actually that sounds like it 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 it'll work perfectly for me. That sounds like it's hitting all the buttons for me. Yeah, pretty cool. I I, I and I have no doubt that uh, what Stu is going to pull off a great show. So, all the all the makings of something that could be possibly really good. And that's another Noi Tomina show too. So there you go. Gives him even more credit. <laughs> so look forward to that one. Very long ways away, though, unfortunately. <laughs> That's a year away. <laughs> so not, not anytime soon. We'll be talking about that when we're looking at next year's deliberations. So. Uh, last big piece of news we have is Sora Online Alternative Gun Gale Online manga is set to end in three chapters, according to the manga creator, Tadari uh, Tamori. So... 
If you are a fan of the Gun Gale Online alternative. They're getting rid of now? Coming to a close. Yeah. Poor now. There you go. Um, some quick licenses news we have. Um, J Novel says they have, or has announced they have Der Wolf, the Annals of Vi Origins manga. Welcome to Japan, Miss Elf manga. Apothecary Diaries light novel. The Ideal Sponger Life light novel. My friend's little sister has it in for me light novel. Are you okay with a slightly older girlfriend light novel? And she's the cutest, but we're just friends light novel. You're stupid. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Kodasha Comics. Uh, it's probably one of those ones where she's not she's she's not really interested in him. Where yeah. she said that she's not interested in him. I don't know. We'll see. Probably did her. Kodansha Comics says they have Kodansha Comics has announced they have Beauty and the Beast of the Lost Paradise manga, Boys Run the Riot manga, Invincible and Reincarnated Ponkutsu, uh, Shangri-La Frontier, the story of our unlikely love. I became the mother of the great Demon King's ten children in another world. <laughs> what I love about you. Nisi uh Pretty Boy Detective Club. That's an awesome title for <laughs> What? I guess I just became the mother of the of the oh, yeah. <laughs> Demon King's ten children. <laughs> uh I guess. <laughs> Got like some pretty boy and stuff on there too. So it's like this kind of reminds me of like uh Ancient Magus's Bride or something like that. With the technically not a beast guide actually being a pretty boy. So, yeah. But yeah, Sachi's Monstrous Appetite. And finally, from the author of Aochan Kent Study, Rin Kawa, uh, Kawahara, uh, the We're at, at. We're new at it, this. We're at. New, we're new at this. Which, um. Since people are reading, I'm reading actually going to check it out. Uh, what are you reading? I was reading the. Synopsis of I Became the Mother of... Yes, I'm obsessed about it. (laughs) Akari was a typical game-loving 16-year-old girl who lived with her mother until a fateful accident left her at an orphanage. A year later, she makes a a fateful wish... A lot of fatefuls in here. A wish on a game cartridge. (laughs) A game cartridge? (laughs) To be the great mother for a family of her own, only to be swept through the portal into another world... Uh, she finds she's been summoned as the priestess from another world whose role has become the mother to the children of the demon king himself. With a self there, because it's suddenly out of nowhere. I've seen an explanation park, eight question mark. So that's awesome. And what was the one you were looking at? The one from the writer of Alchon Kent study, which we really enjoyed Alchon Kent study and really enjoyed like the, the female writer perspective. Um, but the, yeah, the, our new one, we're new at this. Uh, Ikuma Seiki's fam finally married his childhood friend and the girl of his dreams, uh, Sumika. But while years of pinning, uh, pining came easy to him, physical closeness does not. And he's having trouble navigating the intimacies that come with marriage. Sumika, too, is having trouble bridging the gap between friend and lover. Uh, what is this innocent couple to do but navigate it together? Awkwardness and all. A new rom-com from the author of Aljunga. So Nisio Eisen doing that show up there? Or that story yeah, the Pretty there? Boy Detective Club. Hmm. Might want to keep an eye out for that one. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah, 
Uh, let's see here. Soul Press has picked up Blend S Manga. I Surrender My Sword, A New Life as a Mage Novel. Is the Order a Rabbit Manga. Let This Grieving Soul Retire. Woe is the Weakling Who Leads the Strongest Party Novel. And the Game Master has logged into another world novel. Uh, Yen Press has a, a two-in-one novelization of childhood, uh, Children Who Chased Lost Voices and the uh, Five Centimeters Per Second. Uh, the King Death at the Dark P- Palace novel. I Am the Cat Lord's Manservant manga. <laughs> Hard-boiled stories from the Cat Bar manga. Uncle from Another World manga. Your Turn to Die. And, and After School, Hanako-kun's manga. And finally, if the RPG world had social media novel and manga, which definitely does sound <laughs> oddly very interesting to me, the idea of a social media in, in another world type story. But yeah. When a fantasy world has fully functional internet and smartphones, it ends like our current one. <laughs> Jackie. Um, when a fantasy world has fully a functioning internet and smartphones, for some reason, it's only natural for its 16-year-old. It's only natural for its 16-year-old hero to declare war on the demon lord via text messaging. <laughs> but is Direct it natural message, for the demon lord to be an innocent snowflake who hates conflict? Take a peek into the unfortunate hero's chat log with a unique group of RPG characters. Like an overly pure demon lord, her cheerful generals who all adore her, and the kidnapped uh, princess who seems to be developing a major crush on her captor. I like it. Totally on board. Funny stuff. So, this is totally going to be a hero right here, and he's going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to kill you, and this is the demon lord girl. And she's like, oh, wait, wait, why? why is he texting this to me? I don't want to be... Yeah, that sounds like fun. He's He's, he's, he's bullying me. Yeah, and the princess is going to get angry and start, like, slandering him on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Just to protect the demon lord. Uh, let's see here. Last thing we have is Seven Seas uh, has licensed Himitsu Sentai Goringer manga. Uh, she professed herself pupil of the Wise Man manga and light novel. And I swear I won't bother you again, light novel. And that's it. It's all the news, Chris. It's all of our news, and we have tons of time oh, the, um, to do our community questions. I've been meaning to, and I kept forgetting. There's a lot of the Bakemonogatari. Uh, a lot of the series is on uh, Audible now. If you guys are even interested in the audio books, um, and I'm starting to see some other light novels popping up on there too. So you guys may want to go and check that out. Support them so they keep making them, definitely. But yeah, let's dive into our community to answer some great community questions from our community members. Um, definitely appreciate everybody who sent in the questions, either from our forum at talkaspirit.com at the forum at the link at the top and going to our anime cast questions thread or sending it through our contact us button at the website or just tweeting it to us, whatever way you want to get to us. Um, we're going to answer them here. Like Havoc did, Havoc says, Hi guys, I know you're really conscious of where you source your anime by making sure you're always streaming through official services or buying manga and Blu-rays. I find it commendable because I know some people, even from the anti-tubers, 
and hosts of other podcasts couldn't care uh, couldn't care where it comes from and openly support pirating anime. During high school, when I was first getting into the medium, I was the same where I would just uh, I just wanted to see more and more. So I pirated a lot of the earlier shows I experienced. Uh, now that I'm earning money and I understand and understand just how much work goes into making the series, I know why it's important to be patient and buy stream anime when they are available to you. Well, when it comes to Netflix, <laughs> how do I know this is where this conversation is going? <laughs> Well, when it comes to Netflix, I find it really frustrating just how long I have to wait for a show, especially being from Australia, where we have to wait even longer than Americans oh, uh, no. on some occasions. This is why I've now purchased a VPN subscription so I can change my IP address in the, in a matter of moments so I can watch anime when they drop first drops in Japan. I really, I've been wanting to do that. Because I they always have subtitles. Too. Because they have subtitles yeah. over there. The, you know, so my questions. The uh, so my question. Have you ever considered getting VPN to bypass this? Um, and I guess I just answered it. <laughs> <laughs> bypass this. Or is there a reason why VPN services are bad and your reasons for not getting one? Thanks again, Havoc. Sorry. This is a one. This one is long. No, it's not really long. It's fine. It To me, the, the, the VPN thing... At best, I mean, pirating in general is especially when it comes to the 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 line of well, it's not available in my my region, therefore it's okay. Yeah, it's a gray area. I don't like gray areas per se, um, but when it comes to VPNs, I don't think I think that this is one of the lighter of the grays. <laughs> it's still technically a gray area because you are going to another region to get something that technically you are not allowed to have. And so I would say it's the lighter of the grays, but that's, that's just me. Yeah. I almost want, I, I almost believe, I almost believe that the idea of a VPN bypassing region restrictions is one of those things where the, the companies of the subscriptions models, like say, for example, that Netflix here, Netflix probably would see something like this and and be able to acknowledge like, oh, there's somebody in Australia VPN into to Japan so they can watch uh, the Great Pretender. Yeah, we should stop that. He has a description, right? Yeah, we should stop that. Hmm? Man, how dare he? <laughs> it's like one of those things where you, if you're paying them anyways. It's just bypassing that region restriction. I mean, that's just like when people buy, you know, region-locked Blu-rays and they play them in a, in a region-free Blu-ray player. It's almost one of those things where, like, no, stop. Please don't do that. He did buy that, right? Yeah, stop. How how dare you buy that from us? <laughs> now, granted, the, the license holder in a different region would be upset in, the, in a situation like that. But with something like Netflix, it is still going to the same location. It's just... If there was a branch of Netflix Australia, they would be upset about that, but there isn't. Netflix has branches elsewhere, but there is a global channel. Whereas something like, yeah, buying a Blu-ray from Japan, importing it and playing it, yeah, would be pretty miffy to Sentai Filmworks or somebody who is local that would buy the license so they can localize it. I don't, so I don't see a problem really with VPNs in that regard, honestly, in my opinion. Um, I think it is 
you know, probably upsetting to things outside of Netflix where you do have a licensor locally that would want to get the money for that, that you're not going to end up giving to them. But it is essentially is a workaround to a situation that really can't be helped. No, I don't, I don't, we don't at all, I guess, rag on you for pirating. I mean, we've mentioned several times before back in the day when we didn't have access to things like Crunchyroll and stuff, we were doing the same thing. I do honestly think that there is a, the one area where I do not judge people at all is when it comes to regions where you just don't have availability at all. We are, you know, very fortunate that in the, the United States, at least we pretty much get every show that's, legally licensed and we can stream it and everything like that and legally. not getting thrown off of the platform because it's too much right i mean it and that could change in the future say you know this whole move thing happening and i do run out of money and which i don't see i have a nest egg and everything but say i do start tightening my money straps is that a word money straps <laughs> it's tightening my wallet um it, it could come to a thing like that. I, I do understand there's a thing with certain people, especially, you know, people going to college and not having money. And there's a lot of there's a lot of elements that kind of go into what you decide and what you do. And it always comes down to the person. And we're not again, we, we've joked about it before. We're not your mother. We don't care. But no, we're not going to openly support the idea of piracy when you have it available to you. That's definitely something we, we don't necessarily support. And it's something that we go out of our way to order to support these companies and. The companies that are supporting them through buying licenses that we want to make sure that they keep doing that. Now, when Sony buys everything, will that change? We don't know. Yeah, it really <laughs> that would be. My, now, that is the big uncertainty right now, I guess, to kind of bring this into another longer discussion is that, um, yeah, honestly, if, if it comes time when Sony buys everything and it does go that completely uh hyper negative side of it that we were talking about last time where say Sony's like, yeah, now we're going to start, you know, censoring all this stuff coming in because we want to make it cleanse for the Western audience and everything. And we're, we're the only ones who yeah. you can come to, to get that's it. Gonna so. change. Uh, it. That would definitely start possibly changing. By the way, that's what I meant by gatekeeping. I don't know if the person, I, I think it was. Yeah, we had Sparkles. several questions on this. I, I was, was surprised like, how, how uh, interesting conversation we had on, yeah, I, on the forum. And it was, I don't don't necessarily mean that it was a people misunderstood us for a lot of things, but like one thing that I kind of pointed out was the singer Kagura thing. That's the, that's the thing that I fear the most because if Sony just goes, we're going to censor a bunch of stuff. We're going to cut out scenes that are naughty so that we can stream it and not worry about offending anybody. That would bother me more so because not so much because of that because then at that point right there if you start cutting out half the show because you cut all the naughty parts out of it because you don't want it on your platform with that I'll yeah that I'm going to go straight to the 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 original creator and I'll support them directly any way that I can but the fear that I have is that singer kagura effect where eventually the actual directors of the stuff finally goes well we just can't do it anymore we either stop or we just don't do it anymore. And that's when it starts changing the actual creator's intent. And that's what bothers me. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those things. It's like the, there, there's there's two effects in, in Sony. Ga- and that's capturing. the gatekeep effect that I, would, yeah. that I was really going with. Yeah, there's 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 two effects. The, the monopoly aspect, which is what we were kind of talking about, the 
I've got, I've got, I've captured all of it. Now I can just slowly increase my prices and then you, there's nothing you can do about it. And then the other effect is what we were talking about was I have, I have all the keys. You will, you will consume my product the way I want you to consume my product, which is IE censoring or changing lines or whatever the heck they deem necessary. They have the keys and you have no way of going. And the, this is kind of the, the flip side to the argument, which I, I get frustrated with like crunchy roll, um, uh, badgering customers by saying, look, you, you guys should be paying attention to us. We agree. But at the same time, getting mad at people because you are serving a product that they don't like and getting mad at them for not coming to you. What did you expect to happen? It's, you, it's a double-edged sword when you do that. Just offer a better product and naturally people will come to you. Don't get mad at people for not doing it. If you want to go and sue company X, whatever, for providing a pirated copy of your stuff, fine, do that. That's business. But there's another aspect of punishing your customers. That's different. That's very, very different. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting world. Again, it's not, it's not 100%. It was, like I said, just one reporter. Could not ha- it possibly couldn't happen. So we'll, we'll see, though. But no, I, I have, con- like I said, I've considered the idea of doing a VPN just, just for Netflix alone, just to watch the stuff on there. And like I said, a lot of them have been reported to have, like Violet Evergarden had uh, subtitles, like from the day that they were debuting the episode. So yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do it to watch Beastars. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for the question, Havoc. Uh, appreciate you. And on the kind words as well. Um, I, I do like the fact that people do acknowledge us for what we kind of go our way to do. It's not that we judge other people because they openly admit that they support it. It's just more of a fact that that's just something we, we like to kind of support. So it's, it, it is one of those things that it really does come down to, we we've just seen this industry come so far and to see it go backwards is frustrating to, to us. It's, it's not necessarily like, like Andrew was saying, we're not your mother. If you go and pirate it, whatever. But we we lean towards you should do it the right way, the legit way, because it it, it undermines what we've been working hard for. I I was one of the ones who literally was watching Crunchyroll before it became legit. I was wa- I I watched one of my favorite shows on that show that that's being Skip Beat. I remember watching it on its uh, their new technology of two sixty four or something like that. So. <laughs> I I've I've been with Crunchyroll a very long time and I've seen the industry shift from from torrenting to like like when Andrew was back back in the days when we were doing watching the little tapes and and everything like that. I've seen so much that has changed in this industry and I don't like to see it go backwards because somebody thinks that well, they're both there. Why would I go with the one that I have to pay money to? Well, because it's important that we support the industry we love. And the same people who will whine and complain about the industry, the, the artists not getting any money. And, and yes, I do understand the arguments that, that they're not getting the money anyway. I understand that's a bad business, but that does not go around the fact that we're supposed to 
if we're going to support it, we need to support it. I will add that if we are actually your mother, that would be a really interesting Jerry Springer episode. Yes. <laughs> you are the mother. Anyway, sorry, that just popped in my head. I had to get it out. It was sitting there. It was it was stewing in my head as Chris was talking, and I was just waiting for Chris to stop talking so I can make my Jerry Springer joke. And my eyes are glazing over while I'm trying to remember <laughs> this joke that I had. Uh, no, I just kept saying Jerry, Jerry, Jerry in my head the entire time you were talking. So if you had an I was entire really, thing going on. I was head, really you? afraid you were going to ask me a question after all that, and I was going to go, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Anyways, Matthew writes in and says, I'm a super fan of the irresponsible Captain Taylor, and I think everyone needs to experience it. I look forward to an eventual review of it. Keep up the good work, Matthew. Are you actually Sean Kleckner? You have... (laughs) Sean Kleckner, is that really you, Sean Kleckner? Matthew... The most random Matthew from gmail.com just chiming in to say that he likes Captain Taylor. Um, is it Taylor or Tyler? I thought it was Taylor. Captain oh, I'm going to feel real bad if it was Captain Tyler all along. Captain Ty. If you are the biggest fan of Captain Tyler and not Taylor, it is Tyler. Yeah, I feel bad now. Yeah, Sean Kleckner. I'm going back to Sean Kleckner, and I'm going to I'm going to pivot the, the the attention to the fact that John Kleckner has, has emailed us about irresponsible Captain Tyler. No, they, it is really cool that they have been doing a lot of uh, stretch goals and stuff to do this like ultimate collection of Captain Tyler, um, and I'm super excited about all that stuff. Which essentially means that probably eventually we're going to get a review copy from <laughs> Right Stuff, and we will probably. Uh, at that point, be doing a review for a responsible Captain Tyler. So um, we'll see. Well, it depends on if they. I, I doubt they're going to send us an ultimate copy of it. So it depends on if I guess if they do another release of the standard edition of it. I don't know. We'll see. We've gotten a, we've gotten special editions from them before. Um, which those particular ones we have noted in the reviews for them that we did get those specifically, so that you fully well know that we get what we get. So. But yeah, I, I I have I've been wanting to watch it for a long time, mainly because Sean Kleckner won't shut up about it. <laughs> so I've, I've I've heard lots of lots of good stuff about the that story. So yeah, so hopefully eventually we'll see if, if it comes if if the release the this new release comes and goes and we don't see anything from them for it, um, it will probably be one that we'll just have to put on a docket somewhere to to eventually go watch it. So. But it is one that we wouldn't want to watch. So I hope you. I'm glad you enjoy it, Matthew. Wink, wink, Gleckner. <laughs> Thanks, Matthew, for sending this. Though that's thank you for the question. Uh, let's see here. Next one we have is from Ukisog. Says four questions. Man, long one. Uh, have there been any weird anime which you watched and liked? Uh, liked it, but a lot, but now you wouldn't even think about watching. I'm not talking about situations like you were young and liked edgy animes, but now not so much. I'm the opposite. <laughs> what? <laughs> that I'm, I'm older now and I don't like edgy. That's, that's not true. Oh, well, it, there, your would be probably, I'm, I'm weird. I'm weird like that. I know. Well, it, 
to answer the question for you, they would probably be violent stuff. There's violent shit. Yeah. Higurashi, when they, uh, Higurashi, when they cry, you probably would not watch again, right? Right, but it's it's it would have to be. I mean, I guess that's I. It it sounds like you wouldn't be caught dead watching. So I guess it the wording is is odd. So yeah, I guess you're right. I I no, it's it's more the um the I just I I. I'm tired of, of violence and stuff. I really am. And that's all it is. It's not, it's not anything against Higurashi, stuff like that. Like, um, I would, I would think of, um, Grave of Fireflies it is, I, I love that movie, but I won't watch it because it, and, and we've mentioned that before. It's just, you're, it, it, it's a, it's a, I want to say destructive show. It's not, it's not a destructive, it's, it's such a hard hard story it's it's just really really brutal there was a show that i watched recently i cannot remember what it was that was because there's several shows that i can think of and i that i can't think of but I've, i know that we've watched a lot of shows where it it was a great story but it was so emotional like i mean for example grave of the fireflies is a really easy one to to, to pop out the top of my head it's one of those stories that you know is absolutely you know uh, a masterpiece and you loved it but it's not like you really want to go through that again <laughs> like it is a it is a very heavy experience that you don't really like go strolling back like oh yeah I want to do this again I mean it, it's similar to you know cases like the original Last of Us I mean going through that was like really cool experience but it's like a very emotional one that you're not really clamoring to go experience again because it was so emotional in the end so uh, again, it's hard to really remember a lot of them, but there's a lot of cases where it's just the emotional impact of it was a fantastic story, but it's not like you're you're always clamoring to go through that again. I mean, that, like Made in Abyss was was a great series, but yeah, pretty kind of rough to get through in the end. It was not that it was a bad storytelling rough. It was a good storytelling rough, but it was rough to go through in the end. So... Zero is another one. It's like I'm not clamoring to go through all those emotional, gruesome scenes again where my characters got brutally ruined. But at the same time, when I was going through it the first time, it was like that was something I was just, you know, my eyes were glued to the screen. So. So now why I'm asking, in this situation, it was Sunday Without a God. Um, I love the anime a lot. Even after five to six years passed after I watched it. I still remember it where most animes I don't – my memory of it doesn't last one to two years. Um, but I will never watch it again, and I don't know why. Maybe it's some uh, – it left some sort of impact on me. It's so funny because Sunday, Sunday Without God is one of those shows where I – by the way, I love the theme music in it. Um, and I love the storytelling for the first few episodes. For some reason later on it, it – Something about it just frustrated me, and I stopped watching, and I've always wanted to go back and watch. I even bought the dang Blu-ray because I was going to try to force myself to watch it by buying the Blu-ray. Um, but, like, the 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 first town they go to was such a cool story. The whole idea of the Grave Digger was just really cool. Just, it's, it's something I never did go back and actually finish it off, and I've always wanted to. That was another one where, like, after that first, not the first arc, but the second, the, the first opening arc, but the second arc, that whole city that she went to, 
that was a story that was pretty dang emotional. I was really kind of sucked into that storytelling. So I don't know. I'm, and there's nothing inherently genre-wise or anything like that that has actually changed to the negative for me. Like Chris has the whole thing with the the violent stuff where I've never really had anything like that. If anything, I've only kind of grown to accept things more than I used to. Like I used to not really care much for the etchy comedy type stuff. I was always like, okay, here's this again. So I don't, I don't really have anything that I wouldn't really want to go back to. But like I said, there is, there is the aspect of things that are really kind of emotionally heavy that doesn't really make you want to jump back and rewatch it again. So that's about all I can really relate to in there, I guess. Uh, next one from Ugisog says, uh, how do you approach anime, which had prequels few years ago? Do you skim through it and await the new season? Do you rewatch it or just simply go and say, I will remember it while I'm watching it. <laughs> Every that's, one of those. That's, that's kind of one of those. <laughs> it's kind of what I ended up doing with the, uh, with, uh, irregular at magic highs. Like I wanted to rewatch it. I really did. But when, when the first episode popped up is like, well, looks like I'm jumping on it straight in. Well, it's funny because, like I said, uh, jokingly, but it, it's true, everything of, of the above. I mean, there's some shows where we will go into it, and I kind of think, man, I, I don't know if we should turn this on because we probably should go back and watch the, the, the old season again. And and sometimes, like with regular Magic High, technically I only watched I watched it, like, literally, what, a month and a half ago or maybe a month ago. Uh, so it didn't affect me too much, but yeah, there's there's other cases where it just like, yeah, I kind of remember the the gist of everything. It's not that deep of a story, so I know I can just jump right into it. But there's some of them where like I, I going back into Golden Cameo, it's like uh, I don't know, I probably should go rewatch the other one because I honestly don't remember much of this. I want to go back and rewatch Higurashi because I really want to kind of get a a hundred percent idea of what has possibly quote unquote changed. Again, I don't recommend watching the new Higurashi without watching the old one just because of what we experienced in the season already. So, I don't know. I, it, it varies a lot. And I know it does It does kind of suck when you do have a show that has been taking a long time to get a sequel. And, I mean, even with Made in Abyss only being about two years out with watching that movie, it was kind of... I almost felt like I did want to kind of go back and really kind of fully refresh my mind on what was going on at that point at that particular point in the story. So it's a mixed bag. And I, I think, I think with every single one of them, we always have this feeling of kind of figuring out, well, maybe do you think we should watch it? No, I don't think we need to watch it. It's not that long ago or no, there's not really too much to go in the story. It's, it's fine to just jump into it. It's, it's really case by case. I think my only difficulty is when you have shows that have prequels that we have not watched. <laughs> And then we kind of keep telling ourselves we got to go watch the prequel before the season comes up. We never do. <laughs> uh, Real Gun was a recent example of that. Never did go back and watch the original Real Gun, so can't jump right in that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Next one question he has is: Was there a anime which you started disliking because someone screwed up the last episode? Yes. Uh, an anime in which you started liking. Or started disliking. Okay, I was, I was getting more interesting if it was if he started liking because the last episode was screwed up. Um, I don't think you have to explain it. It's just yes. <laughs> Chris says I'll know a zero. <laughs> the first season. 
I'm trying to think of something. I mean, yeah, all Noah's Zero was very controversial. I, I was okay with it, but a lot of people were really angry about it. Um, shoot, the last episode of Gangsta. Oh my gosh, I've ever, I can't believe I remember that. The, 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 oh my gosh, the last episode of Gangsta. The more what the hell did they do there? The more complicated and um and nuanced answer is not really mostly because if you if you can if you can separate the story from an obvious just frustrating <laughs> ending because that that's a lot of it is it, the the easy answer is yes the 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 because I, my automatic thinking was um one of my the the guy whose artwork I really like uh Uasu um they did a a show with a girl that had um it was such an impressive um PV and and we were and 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 I, we were thinking it was kind of like which Hunter Robin was and and we were I, we were getting super right, high wizard barristers. wizard barristers and as it as it as it started in I mean well, that was an animation issue too so yeah the, and that was a lot of it was very heavily on that last episode they just shot it to crap and yes they cleaned it up later um I I'm still okay with it i thought it was fine i but it wasn't it wasn't as much hype so it, it it's frustrating it on the lines of is it was it the hype that got me into it or was it um yeah great first episode yeah i mean that's there really was, all it was it had a great first episode <laughs> there was a lot of things about that show that i liked and it's it, it is really frustrating when that last episode it was unwatchable it literally was um, do I hate it because of that last episode? No, I don't. What I, a guy pointing a gun at the air and, and gunfire sounds going off and them all standing there staring at the guy with the gun up in the air and everybody dying suddenly makes that's the, that shouldn't be upsetting to anybody. No, I, I agree with the idea that I, it technically is, is one of those arguments of de- it's, it's like the, the argument of it's not about the destination. It's about the journey and the flip argument of it's not about the journey. It's about the destination in this particular case, yeah, technically with all these shows that have some kind of butchered last episode that either kills off a main character that you really like or has some goofy deus ex machina ending that is so, you know, over the top that you're just rolling your eyes at it. It never technically ruins the fact that you had an enjoyable experience going all the way up to that ending, but there is an aspect of does it you know, knock it down so many pegs that you went from a show that you thought was a perfect show to literally being a show that you would say, yeah, it's like a six because of that ending. I can kind of see that argument with it because you, you do in the, in the end, when you look back on it, you do see it as a, a, a total value and you, you do technically offset a lot of the good with the negative that you just can't unsee. So I, Disliking is is a very strong word for a last episode. And I don't think I've ever had a case where I've I've gotten to the point where I dislike the show just because of the last episode. It would it would have to it would have to probably go out of its way to offend me personally if I would to possibly even say that it made me dislike it. 
Yeah, I think that that's probably the best answer is it would almost have to literally undermine everything that the show had given you. I mean, that that that's the best way to describe good, it because here, a good example. Uh Decadence. Just let, let's just act like Decadence wasn't a full series. Let's say that Decadence was a two episode show. First episode and a second episode. That would be a case where I can make an argument that the first episode f- is completely ruined by the second episode because yeah. the second episode essentially makes you it essentially turns around and says that first episode it's actually not all that it's actually this and it and it it kind of it kind of makes you believe that the world itself is pointless and thus it makes you feel like the reason for watching the first episode felt pointless now technically the show as a whole makes a makes something out of it but it was one of those cases where that second episode makes you believe that the first was useless. Yeah, that's 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 effectively you 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 you're hitting it right on the 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 head. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It literally is. I I I, I pitch a fit about character um, uh, logic when 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 a character does not make sense. If I literally um, if I can follow a character's logic to a certain point and then they do something that just is off the wall and it makes no sense. Uh, now you got mad at beyond the boundary for that. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. He hated the fire out of it. And what's technically did that. And it, it, it's one of those things that, that that kind of stuff is what, what really frustrates me. And that's the kind of th- stuff that will cause me to dislike it, where it literally is undermining something that, uh, and, and usually it's characters that, that do that for me is because I, I like to follow um, logical processes that a character makes sense. And yes, I do understand that emotions do throw things off. And that's that's where my relatability comes in with that. And and, and yes, I, I probably in, enjoy shows in a different way than everybody else. I get that. But that's what makes sense to me is I want to be able to understand the character. I want to feel what the character's feeling. And and so that's that's how I get involved in a show. That's why um, when when I'm watching it, I, I love a store a good story, but I'm more interested in what the characters are feeling and what what they're experiencing. I got it. I actually have a legit no joke example of this. Pekiro Sakurasa. It no, I mean no joke. I have I have disliked that show since the day I watched the last episode of that. I think yeah. it was the last episode where the choice was made, tech, the quote unquote choice. I'm pretty sure that, that that would be a good example. And that and that made me hate it to death. And and technically, and it's uh, it will, I can and make they, an argument that there's a lot of shows that have that that kind of sacrosau kind of ending to it that I do technically apply to a lot of shows, and I usually jokingly do that, but it never necessarily means that I don't like the show. That it becomes a again disliking, which is a I'm, we're, we're so focused on that word disliking, but you said specifically disliking. Um, but s- technically, Sakurasa was the only one where it made me dislike that show. Now, if I rewatch the show, I will probably remember the fact that you know I did laugh at this scene, I did laugh at like I did like this interaction between these two characters for a majority of the show before they did the whole Sakurasawing thing at the end. Um, but it that is. That is the the only real true no joke example I have of that 
even though I could technically probably, if I took some time to really think about it, there's probably a lot of shows where it, where it had that, you know, there was the one girl that would have been perfect for the, uh, just because I think kind of did that as well, where they did have this focus on a girl. And I was like, that's actually a really good pairing they just did there. And then they do the whole, oh, never mind this character. And then I get really angry about it. <laughs> There, 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 there is one show that I would the bait I, and switch uh, I, shipping the 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 writer does. It really is what it is. I could technically border on the edge, and I, and I've always said this. I've always because I've always had this real big frustration, and that is Golden Time. I love that show. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, I absolutely oh, love that show. And to this day, if anybody was to ask me, oh I would gosh, say I could, I could go either Chris. way on that show. I literally could go Damn either way it. on that show. And if I think about it too much, I hate it. And that is one of those those shows that it's like it's right there on the edge of stupid ending. <laughs> it was. It was one of those things. It's like. If I think about it too much, I'll hate this show. But as it stands right now, I'm happy with it. I like it. I think they did wonderful. But don't make me think about it too much. It, I think what frustrates me about Golden Time is it's like every a lot of people didn't like what they did with the kind of the mental state of the character. I actually like that. I like that kind of experimental storytelling of the the psyche of somebody going through something technically mental. It just it frustrated me how like supportive they were being with one of the characters, and I was like, I really love this character so. And then it just the last episode happens, and I'm like, oh, for Pete's sake, <laughs> just stop, people! Oh, why does it have to be the? Anyways, sorry, sorry. We're probably we're probably revealing too much things about things, even though we're trying to be a little bit uh, vague. Uh, but you technically ask a question that does kind of push that stuff. So it, yeah. Anyways, uh, Okie okay, Sog also has just the simple side question: uh, Have you guys ever considered why you still watch anime? Because a few few of my friends who ha- used to watch anime a lot like me. Uh, like me stopped completely when i tried to contemplate it uh it, i can't think of anything of course it might be because some might say it's uh it's childish uh in parentheses give your kids elf and lead go to go watch higurashi or go watch higurashi um higurashi wall knife lolly equals bad news yeah why did you have to bring that up yeah want to know why i'm not watching higurashi um, why do you, why do you consider that you still watch anime? It, it's, it's storytelling that, and it's so funny because when you originally got into anime, I think a lot of it was kind of the, I'm a young kid and I'm watching violence and nudity and stuff and, and cartoons is so edgy. I was into it because of that, but it quickly turned into, holy crap, these are really cool stories. And whenever I would go home and I'd see cartoons on, on, on TV, it was like Bugs Bunny blowing up the thing again. And then I go back to my friend's house, and he would have Akira, and we're watching this freaking awesome futuristic world, and it's all gritty and violence and crazy storytelling. And then I go back to watching my shows on my regular TV, and it's just this really basic stuff. It was these worlds and the expanded and the and the adult storytelling that it had, and the art, and then it grew into later about the artistry and the 
and the deep worlds and the unique storytelling that I could only get when I watched anime. Because when I would try to see this stuff on American television and movies, I couldn't find it. And then I'd go back to watching anime and I'd find them again. And it was just stuff that I wasn't seeing anywhere else was in anime. And that just grew and grew from that point. But it, it, is, it is, it's always been this kind of unique perspective of storytelling that I haven't really found anywhere else and never really kind of appreciate anywhere else. So, yeah, I technically not sure that I'd watch as much as I do if we weren't doing the podcast. I think we've, I think we've admitted that enough, but, um, it is something I always enjoyed and, it, and it's not always there and you might be searching for that show. Uh, if you're not, you know, just asking people to give you a list that they think is great. Um, but searching for them yourself and, and seeing the new titles, but whenever you do find those nuggets of things like Shogun, Roku, Roku Shinju, or Maiden Abyss, or or um, any of these other titles that you just wrap yourself into these worlds, it's 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 always fulfilling in the end. When it comes down to it, for me, I mean, I I, I think that a lot of it is uh, uh, just anime fatigue. I mean, after a certain point, there, I mean, we've we've talked about the the estimated that everybody has a what is it three to five years yeah three year uh for to be in this anime fandom so it it, it and and i can see that i really can i mean after a certain point you you you're, you're you just move on with life and and that is it, it is frustrating especially when when it's us that are looking around and going okay i see a lot of new fresh faces i don't see a lot of my old friends anymore but it, it comes with the territory, uh, so just just take that into consideration. Just keep keep at it. You'll you'll find some new friends that are that that are into this, and and just just think you're the vet now. <laughs> yeah, you're the one that's give the, the give the list of titles. Yeah, you're the one that's giving out the lists. Um, it's it, it is funny because um on 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 the on the 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 thing of of how did I get to this point? It's like. I can think back on 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 the shows that that I watched when I was in the army, and it's like, did any of those actually get me in? I don't know. I when it comes down to it, I I I wouldn't. I we've we've talked about our experience with anime, and and yes, I was watching Voltron when I was a kid. So, but and we've talked about whether or not we considered those animes or not, and it's like. I I don't know. I, I I did like the artwork aesthetic, but I didn't understand that I liked the artwork aesthetic. And that's one of those real weird things of um I think that when I first watched Dragon Ball for the first time, it was like this is cool, but I didn't know it was the artwork that was my attraction to it until way later. And it's that's the 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 funny thing about when you stop and think back on on your experience of it is what is it that that holds me here? I I I love to say the stories, I love to say the characters, I love to say the artwork. It's everything. It's whatever it's whatever anime is to you. That's that's what's drawing you in. That's what's locking you here. So just just be you. Yeah, it's funny because I, I I I downplay my older my younger self and the idea of like. Was I into the artistry of Akira? Was I into the artistry of of Evangelion or anything like that? But then I think back, I think back and remember, I specifically remember having goosebumps the first moment that um, he's in the middle of the street and they have the riots going on, and then he screams and 
his voice echoes through the entire neighborhood and the windows shatter. I, I, I totally vividly remember when I first seen that scene and my friend had it on his television, he had the volume turned all the way up and it sounded so amazing and it looked amazing. I had goosebumps seeing that scene. And it, so I was really captivated by this is what animation could do. And granted, you know, Disney and stuff were doing things, but it was always so, you know, cutesy and, and fluffy and, and fun and family friendly and everything like that. Whereas this was doing something different. And yeah, Evangelion doing the same thing. It was so like, this is what animation could do with these, these storytelling that this is doing is insane. And, it, and it's something that's always kind of grabbed me um, throughout the years. Yeah. It, going back to, a, you, you know, the question about people walking away. I agree. I think, I think a lot of this stuff you, you just have things that you get into and the, and there's other things that kind of come in and you want to kind of explore the things. And then your time is always so limited that, you know, most people kind of just walk away from certain things when they just have other things they want to do or this time is being constrained. Having family to take care of, work, um, other hobbies coming up, uh, things you want to do with other people, and eventually you just kind of start weeding out other things. I mean, there's been so many times where I go in and out of video games. <laughs> right now I'm kind of semi out of it, and even though I do play a lot of Genshin, a lot of the other games I've been wanting to play, I get put to the side again. Um it's always about the limitations of time you have and sometimes certain things get weeded out. And yeah, I, I do kind of see a thing about fatigue. I don't, I don't necessarily think it's really fatigue, but maybe just not finding uh, enough of new things that could cause that fatigue. If you keep finding things that seem similar, but you're not really looking well enough to find that new He's title. talking about why his friends fall, fell off, fell away. Right. It's not necessarily a- answering. Oh, I thought it sounded like you were talking about why he was getting fatigued. He's not fatigued. (laughs) No, I was answering it the same way you were. Oh. Reasons why they could be. But anyways. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, Ugisag also says, by the way, I prefer Andrew's taste in anime. (laughs) Sorry, Chris. I had to say it. Well, I'm glad that you said that, too. I don't know why you brought that up again, but I'm always happy when people say that they like my taste better. (laughs) That's not what he said. I have somebody on my side, finally. Everybody else goes to Andrew's side. So you don't like violent shows, Ugisog? I didn't know that. It's about the only thing that's different between the two of us, that he doesn't <laughs> like violent shows. Uh, P.S. I don't remember in which podcast you talked about anime you dislike and said, Pupa, weird thing is I liked that anime at the time. I was eagerly awaiting new episodes. Don't know about that now. Uh, that was another one that Chris did not like. So apparently, you guys' taste does not match. <laughs> it's it, well, I'm 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 I I I really really want to talk to to Ukisog on like DMs or 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 on uh, on text message. I really really want to talk about this. I but pupa it, like this is like a deep conversation about pupa. Do we need like an I, episode? I do want interview to, about pupa. Well, I find <laughs> finally we've we've been talking about. I want to know somebody who likes this show, and finally we've got somebody who's admitting to liking this show i want to know what's what's awesome about it i i really think that there's probably something that i was missing about it and it might be something as far as the manga was concerned as as opposed to the show and maybe that's that's where i need to go i I, i've i've said it before pupa deserves to exist and he is the reason why it deserves to exist so i want to know why i just thought it was a a fetish thing i I mean i Pupa's, I don't, 
I I think I dropped people really quickly, but I don't necessarily think that it was looking back on it now a terrible show. It's just kind of one of those things of I do personally kind of again my limited remembering of this show that I maybe watched like maybe one and a half episodes of what <laughs> ten or so years ago. I thought it was a fetish show. Like this is this fetish of a a sister eating the brother. And her I saying I brother mean, over two seconds. I just thought that that's what it was. Not that it's a bad thing. It's just I thought that I, that was kind of one of those weird things of like, oh, that's kind of weird and interesting. It is, it is a weird show. It's it, I and and the there. I mean, surface level, you could say it is. And and there there is a lot of shows that are like that. If you go from the surface level, the, the, it is, well, but it's also one of those things where let, do you want to go to the top the the. Is it going too far to go, well, it could also be about self-sacrifice and the yeah, desire and to that's... protect his sister? I mean, yeah. It, which direction do you think the writer's really going for? Was the writer honestly going for fetishism? Or was the writer really going for, here's a guy that's self-sacrificing himself to protect his sister and keep his sister away and from that, harming and that's, others? And that's, and that's the weird... That's... <laughs> which direction do you want to go? And that's the the thing they that... They could all they'll be true, technically. It, it is. And that that's that's the weird thing about it is... Like I said, it deserves to exist for somebody who wants to, who likes that that sh- story. And, and there is a story there, but it was so so uh, jumbled up in the. It almost seemed like it was trying to go for symbolism. The symbolism was very vague, and it was so hidden. Um, and like Andrew was saying, there's the, the undertones of self-sacrifice and all that stuff. And then there's the blatant in your face fetishism. And it's like, what were you going for? So yeah, I, 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 I've always wanted to have somebody that I could talk to about it and, and finally understand it. Hopefully. Well, two things now I'm curious if Oogie Saga, if, if, if you are, if your reason for enjoyment was one of those two sides, in either way, again, I don't care really. <laughs> like I said, both sides. He's not, not going to admit to the the, the fetishism side. No, so. <laughs> I, I honestly think that if 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 you're fine with that, you're going to be open. You know that we are okay about talking about yeah. the stupidest stuff. Like I, literally, the last discussional podcast, I or was it the last discussion? No, the last re- the first impressions. I literally talked about a show that was about the guy bowing for a girl to show her pants to. I mean, we're 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 all friends here. But no, I'm curious if it's if it's one of those sides or the other, or if it's something else that maybe Chris missed. Which again, I only watched about an episode and a half, so I don't remember exactly how much I've even watched of it. Um, or is there something else that was in there? But my second question is. Can you even watch that show now? Would you be able to stomach it? it? There, there is a, there Chris, is a, at the end of it. you, would you be able to stomach this now? Oh, definitely not. A show about um, a girl literally chewing into his shoulder and neck. And was it, it was always like his arm oh, or something he, like that. She ate far more than yeah, that he, later. She, yeah, she ate a lot of him. Um, there, the, uh, yeah, down that. at the end, there was that. Okay, never mind. I'm remembering more of this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. So, yeah, so, he, so there he, was that other part of him that there was. No, no, no. Didn't they city way she ate down there? I think she ate a leg, but I'm not sure. <laughs> it's been a long time. I don't remember if it was implied or Chris got an impression that happened. I don't remember exactly what happened. Um, what? No, he, he he's saying that he doesn't know about now, so that implies that he probably wouldn't. Feel no, like I was joking about you. Would you be able to stomach watching? No, it I I that? don't think I could watch it again. I, but those are short episodes, so maybe. Did I you could... find me a download of it because we couldn't find anywhere? I don't remember. 
Because I w- we were going to go back and rewatch it. I have to look. I think I have a download of it somewhere because we were actually going to go back and rewatch it. Because it's it's like not it's available nowhere. Anyways, <laughs> that was fun. Thanks, Ukisog, for the questions. Even though uh, you went out of your way to act like you don't match my taste, but you know you love my taste. But that's all. That's all the time we have for the moment. Again, I, I, I'm not sure we might end up doing a mailbag question because, like I said, I, my my biggest fear is if we do t- technically have a a decent gap between the time that we can get back together to start reading stuff. I don't want to have this stuff take too long to get to. Um, we do have some questions. I guess mo- we're we're getting pretty close to catching up with our old questions. I think the oldest one we have is August twentieth, and the rest are in November. So I guess we're not that far behind. But we might see if we can get some time to do some more questions, maybe in a mailbag or something. We'll we'll see though. Um, but we hope you guys enjoyed this episode, the discussion packets episode. Um, we always enjoy doing these, and we thank everybody for their support as usual. And, uh, again, we'll have another, you know, actual recorded episode next week for sure. Uh, but after that, like I said, we'll, we're just going to, we're just going to have to play it by ear as we go along. And again, like I said, I'll, I'll try to keep people posted and updated on, on our Twitter account at least. And, um, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed and y'all take care. Oh,